Today in the newscast, Israel hits back at Hamas. Plus, three of America's top adversaries are already uniting in the wake of the ongoing Afghanistan debacle. Get all the breaking details next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We're going to bring you an Israel-Hamas update in a second, plus three of America's main adversaries are already uniting with glee as the U.S. debacle in Afghanistan continues in real time. A quick update on that. President Biden reportedly decided today, Tuesday, August 24th, to not extend that August 31st deadline to withdraw all U.S. forces from Afghanistan. Now, the Taliban has said that there will be, quote, consequences if the U.S. does not stick to that deadline. At the same time, uh, Britain, France, and Germany are all pleading with the Biden administration and saying, hey, you have to keep your soldiers in Afghanistan until the job is done, until the evacuation is complete. What does that mean? Well, there are an untold number of not only European citizens, but thousands of U.S. citizens still on the ground right now in Afghanistan. We can't get a straight answer from the Pentagon at the press briefings as to how many Americans or an estimate of how many Americans are still on the ground in not only in Kabul, the Afghan capital, but scattered throughout Afghanistan. But safe to say there are perhaps seven, 8,000. Those numbers have been thrown around. Last week, it was up to 15,000 U.S. citizens. You would assume that some of those citizens have been evacuated by now, but the main problem is, and continues to be, that these citizens are being urged by the U.S. government to not travel to the airport on one hand, to Kabul airport, where, look, you have the Taliban on the way to the airport, you have Taliban checkpoints, and you have Al-Qaeda and ISIS roaming the streets who would love nothing better to kidnap an American hold he or she hostage, and create a propaganda video. Talk about a nightmare scenario. So that's one end of this. On the other hand, there has been no widespread, seemingly, authorization by the Biden White House uh, to allow U.S. troops to leave Kabul airport, go out and conduct search and rescue missions for U.S. citizens like British and French special forces have done for their citizens. Now, we do know of at least two incidents where U.S. helicopters did leave Kabul airport and rescue U.S. citizens on the streets of Kabul, but they seem to be isolated incidents, and it's tough to see how you're going to get thousands of Americans out of the country within a week. August 31st is just one week away. Will Americans be left behind? That is the question that everyone is asking right now. I find it very puzzling that at each press conference I watch, whether it's at the White House, the State Department, or the Pentagon, they keep saying that any American who wants to leave, we will help them leave. We will evacuate them. What does that mean? Folks, what American in Afghanistan right now does not want to leave? Which U.S. citizen, please name them, wants to stay in Afghanistan right now and live under Taliban rule? So the uh, semantics of any American who wants to leave, we will assist them in leaving, doesn't make much sense to me. Folks, stay tuned. This could, God forbid, and, and I, I pray this is not the case, but this could spiral further out of control if the last wheels are up on August 31st and U.S. 
of planes, helicopters leave Afghanistan for good, and there are still U.S. citizens on the ground who are desperate to get out of Afghanistan, you could have a very nasty scenario. We're keeping a very close eye on it for you. More on the repercussions of this just complete debacle in U.S. foreign policy, a historic uh, foreign policy debacle. More on the repercussions of that in a minute, but real quick, I also wanted to bring you an update on the situation in Israel. On yesterday's newscast, you can check it out here in our archives on YouTube under newscasts, uh, we talked about the possibility that Israel and Hamas are moving towards yet another military conflict. The last one, of course, was about three months ago in May. 11 days of intense fighting. Hamas launched over 4,200 rockets at all points in Israel. And in the meantime, in the ensuing three months, Hamas has continued sporadically to fire rockets out of Gaza. But not only that, there have been riots along the Israel-Gaza border. We saw that this weekend. It nearly turned deadly with a Israeli soldier being shot in the head. He's in critical condition by a Palestinian gunman along that Israel-Gaza border. But secondly, those arson balloons that we've talked about so much here on the newscast. Some people scoff at that and say, what's the big deal? It's only a balloon. Well, Hamas very skillfully and diabolically has turned these balloons into airborne incendiary devices. They have sailed them from Gaza into southern Israel where agriculture, farming are the main economic driver, and they have scorched thousands of acres of land over the past three and a half years. Naftali Bennett, the new Israeli prime minister, relatively new, he began in June, took office. He has said, look, we're going to treat these arson attacks the same way we would treat a rocket attack out of Gaza. So Israel, as I predicted yesterday here in the newscast, wasn't really hard to predict, but Israel did indeed carry out airstrikes late Monday night and early Tuesday morning responding to these arson balloons. Uh, there were at least 10 fires yesterday in southern Israel, yesterday, Monday, August 23rd, caused by these arson balloons launched by Hamas out of Gaza. And Israel did respond with airstrikes uh, targeting uh, Hamas military targets in Gaza. So a very tense situation right now. There was a report in Israeli media this morning that Hamas has agreed with Egyptian intelligence to stop with the arson balloons for now. If that holds up, we will see if that is accurate. But another thing to keep in mind, as I come to you on Tuesday afternoon, tomorrow, Wednesday, August 25th, there still is, to my knowledge, a large demonstration planned similar to what we saw over the weekend along the Gaza-Israel border. And these demonstrations invariably turn into riots where Israeli soldiers are pelted. There's gunfire as well. They are shot at. One, again, was critically wounded on Sunday. So we're keeping a very close eye on that tomorrow. Could this event get out of control uh, along the Israel-Gaza border? And folks, a, a seemingly small incident right now, whether it's on the Gaza border, the Lebanon border, the Syria border, could be the spark that ignites a major conflict, a major confrontation. That's what a tinderbox the Middle East is right now. By the way, Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett is boarding a plane today. He probably already did by the time you watch this. He's coming to Washington, D.C. to meet with a very weakened and feeble Joe Biden. They're meeting on Thursday, August 26th. At the top of the agenda, of course, will be Iran's nuclear program and what to do about it. 
On that note, Iran and Russia announced yesterday that they will be holding a large-scale naval drill with China. The drill will be held in the Persian Gulf, of all places, uh, later this year, late 2021, or perhaps early 2022, according to Iran and Russia. So folks, wrap your head around this, and the timing of this is no coincidence, of course, three of the main adversaries of the United States, the Iranian regime, Russia, and China, together, united, conducting military drills in the Persian Gulf, look, where the U.S. obviously has a presence, not only a maritime presence, but there is still a U.S. troop presence uh, in Iraq and Syria, projecting strength and might, a show of force, a show of unity together between these three adversaries of the West, also obviously a stone's throw from Israel. That was announced yesterday. Timing? as the U.S. is in the middle of a massive historic crisis of its own making, of the making of the U.S. leadership unfolding right now in Afghanistan, Russia, China, Iran, and also the likes of North Korea, Turkey, and various terror groups, Hezbollah, Hamas, all the rest. They're loving this. They're loving seeing the U.S. weakened and to see the U.S. basically depart from Afghanistan with its tail between its legs. I hate to say it, but it's true. And I don't mean the U.S. military, the brave men and women serving there in Afghanistan right now. I'm talking about the leadership in Washington, D.C. right now that are making these decisions, starting with the commander-in-chief and his inner circle. Enemies emboldened. We predicted this last week here on the newscast. We told you what was going to happen. Russia, China, Iran, uh, their plans will now be accelerated. That means... When it comes to China, they're looking at Taiwan. Russia, perhaps they're looking at Ukraine and the Baltic states. With Iran, of course, and its proxies like Hezbollah and Hamas, they are casting an eye towards Israel. And folks, all of them, as they unite for this drill in the Persian Gulf, which they want to make an annual event, by the way, they've already announced, all of them are saying the leader of the free world, the United States, is MIA. They smell weakness and they're going to take advantage of it. The next six to 12 months, the next two years in particular, are going to be very eventful. Look, the prophetic chess pieces are absolutely moving on the board. The word I used earlier was acceleration, and I really feel like things are moving fast and accelerating right now in a prophetic sense as well. We'll have more to come about that this Thursday, the same day as the Bennett-Biden meeting at the White House, good timing, uh, Thursday, August 26th, we are doing a live stream right here on our Watchmen YouTube channel. Be sure to join us from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time right here. Bring your questions. We will have a Q&A session as well. We will talk about everything that's unfolding in the world right now, the prophetic significance, and how it impacts you no matter where you live, right here on the Watchman YouTube channel, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Thursday, August 26th. Do not miss it. Until tomorrow, thanks so much for joining us here in the newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.